and thank you again for joining us for Riding Through the Ages, our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I am Eric. I'm Eugene. And today we will be watching episode 11 of Common Rider Kuga entitled Promise. It aired on April 9th, 2000, written by Naruhisa Arakawa, like, like usual. Like usual. And, and uh, directed by Tako Nagashi. And I don't know if that's your. I don't uh, we haven't really paid attention to the directors because the writer is the same pretty much every time. <laughs> the writer. The writer is the same pretty much the yeah, whole time. Yeah, the writer too. too. <laughs> so uh, there's not much you can speculate because, like, there's not much. Yeah, we just kind of wrapped something up. Yeah. And now it's like, well, it, do we have all of the form? Uh, I no. mean, the, of the ones that, that were in the preview? Because we have. Yeah, I think so because we, we got the sword. Yeah, we got Pegasus. Uh, Mighty, what are the other two names? The, uh, there's Pegasus, a Mighty, uh, Titan, Height, that's right. and uh, what was the one that it, Dragon. Dragon, okay, yeah. Um, so Dragon is the pole, Pegasus is the bow, gun, nerf thing, uh, and Mighty's the sword, and uh, Mighty is just uh, the fist. fist, and Titan's the sword. Titan's the sword. Uh, but there is actually like some little character growth. Remember last time where he like actually is like, okay, I should learn how to use a sword then. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then also his sister has folded to his way of thinking. Yes, so there's some everybody just gives in to go die. Yeah. <laughs> character growth for other people as well. Yeah. They're like, fine, okay. Uh, but if I remember correctly, this one and then I guess one I think is a two-part episode. Mm. Um, and it kind of, if I remember correctly... Is good for Godai. Okay, I hope so. That would be nice. It'd be nice to have something good for Godai. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, just the way that people buckle to his his uh, extreme <laughs> way of thinking. It's uh, it's kind of like somebody, you know, somebody's like, "Hey, just drink a beer. You'll get used to it." So you peer pressure yourself into suddenly being like, "Yeah, beer's okay." And the next thing you know, you're the abuser. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember. I I don't even remember what show it was from. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember uh, like a like a joke character being something along the lines of I'm going to do this convincing to this this other person. And the main character is like, OK, I'll, I believe in you. Go ahead and do the convincing. And the convincing was like, come on. Come on. <laughs> now, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah, come on. And, like, it worked or something? <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, I don't know if this is the thing, but I remember that on an episode of South Park, actually. Oh, it, it was the it wasn't cri- that. It was a Crips and Blood episode. But it was like, come on, come on. Kind of like the whole, dude. 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 <laughs> and then everybody's like, okay. Did oh, you ever see enough. the Dexter's Laboratory episode of Omla du Fromage? Um, I've probably, if it's Dexter's Lab, I've probably seen it. Where it's, he, the episode starts with, um, him going and doing, he has a big list of things he has to do, mm. and the top of the list is study for French test. Oh, okay. And he does everything else on the list. Except to, for the first study for the French test. And then he, then it's like late at night, he's like, ah, oh, I gotta do my French test. So what he does is he creates a machine to just beam it directly into his brain. Yeah, beam but it's French. on a record player, and he goes to sleep with it in his with it on, and it skips on omelette du fromage, which is cheese omelette in French. Omelette du fromage. So he wakes up, and that's all he can say. <laughs> he can't say anything else besides omelette du fromage. <laughs> and so he he goes to, like he goes out to the living room, and his mom's just like, "What do you want to have for breakfast?" He's like, "Omelette du fromage," and <laughs> and his sister Dee Dee figures out that's like that's all you can say. That's all you can say. But so he's he's like, I got uh, goes to school and he's like, oh man, I I, I got and he goes to the French test and the French test is like the one question is what is cheese omelet in French? And, like, oh. <laughs> and so he's like out in the playground and he like he like bumps into a girl. He's like omelet du fromage and she's like oh foreigner and like bonds over him <laughs> and then like another another uh, like a tough guy comes up and he's just like hey what you doing to my girl man he's like i'm gonna do for much and the guy's like oh dude i didn't know it was like that yeah. <laughs> it's just like all these things it's like at one point he's it's just like this montage of him saying I'm gonna do fromage and solving all the price. He's in front of the UN, he's like, I'm gonna do fromage and like the entire world's like, ah. oh. and it ends with he can't say the password to get into his lab and his lab blows up. Oh because <laughs> he can only say I'm gonna do fromage. <laughs> so 
I, you know, I'm just wondering how that all ties into what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about the come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but I was just remembering Amelie de Fromage, like, uh, solved oh. all the problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is pretty much Godai's, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> Amelie de Fromage. Amelie de Fromage. Oh, you know what? Wow, what was I thinking? You're so right. <laughs> oh, life-changing moment. <laughs> life-changing moment. So, yeah, it's, uh, we do learn a little bit more about, like, Godai's history in this episode. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, we have some more stuff that's been happening with the, the Gronk. Yeah, I would say the only thing that I, I'm hoping to see soon is uh, we had the guide steal the, the board that was keeping track of the stuff, right? Did he have the bracelet? They left the board when they... Oh, that's right, so he just took the bracelet then. Yeah, and then there's the rhino guy who's kind of, like, doing his own thing because he's all angry. Yeah, he's angry. When he killed the dog last episode. Yeah, he was not part of the game. Yeah. Or they won't let him be. Yeah, uh, I don't remember because I think he failed before, or he got beat up by one of the other Gronky because they're very... Um, yeah, because we're missing those couple episodes where that's explained in English. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so... We still don't know if the smoke grenades actually work. Yeah, we haven't actually seen it because they left as soon as they chucked it. Yeah. Like they saw they were surrounded. They're like, oh, okay, let's just leave, which I, you know, I don't understand. I think it is that they try not to kill any of the humans unless they're part of the game. Okay. That's like their internal rules. That could be it because otherwise I'm sitting here like, you guys have no problem. And I think that was like the, the bats thing. It's like he killed that guy. And he's just like, so now I'm playing the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, but they're yeah. like, no, that's this was different. Right. But they have, so they have the whole rules for their game that they're playing. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Because um, otherwise it's nonsense. And I think they they have, like, there is pretty much nonsense. But I, <laughs> um, the one thing I forgot to mention from the last episode that we might have forgot, but I, you might have caught on, is uh, Linto. Yeah, Linto is the the old people or whatever. No, it's what it, it well it is, but it's also what they call normal people. Yeah, human. He, just humans yeah, are Linto. The, the Linto. And so, from what we've been like figuring out, is that the Linto were against the Grongi before. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's the what they call humans. Yeah, from the theme. Uh, so the only thing that I can guess, which I don't want an answer on, but from the theme of it being kind of Egyptian-ish and the fact that they look down on the Linto, I'm assuming that they were slaves at some point. Like in the past, they were the almighty species and these people are just the serfs. Now, that's a huge jump, but I figured let's get back to me taking wild leaps. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see if that's right. I mean, you already know, but don't tell me. Yeah. So I'll see if that's right. Um. And maybe you might be right and they might never say because sometimes yeah. they just... <laughs> yeah, because it's just like... Uh, Japanese, uh, it's like Asian shows, uh, Asian shows sometimes are just like, whatever. This isn't a story about slaves, friend. It's like, <laughs> this sit is, down with that. This stuff. isn't a story about us telling you. It's about just us yeah. going. Enjoy, doing... enjoy the show. Comrade yeah. <laughs> is just coming back. We don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. We got to sell some toys. We have 15 minutes of punching, <laughs> two minutes of Ichi Joe's face. <laughs> And 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 uh and everything in between and everything in between is Godai saying come on come on <laughs> I'm gonna do from uh I'm gonna do from uh so we are going to go watch Promise yep. Hasten! okay and we're back. So a lot happened in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bouncing around a lot. Yeah. Scene change every... I wonder how many days it took to film all this because of how many locations they shot in. Or how many of them were actually locations. Yeah, how many like, are different? Like, was it just the same shot of the... Every every street was probably the same. They're just like, oh, we just turn this way. Yeah, turn it slightly to the side, make it look like it's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would be cool if that was the case. Well done. Yeah. So uh, it starts off... In, at a school. Yeah, elementary school, Yeah, to be precise, at 4.22 p.m. Yeah, and um, it starts off with a, a, a teacher kneeling down at some flower beds, and it's a bunch of dried flowers. Yeah, Kanzaki mm-hmm. is the teacher's name. And he he's is, approached by the phys ed teacher, basically, yeah. the, I'm assuming. That yeah. or he's the one that does the, uh, the recess disciplining. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they have a conversation about how these plants are dead, even though the students are the ones that wanted it. Yeah, so and, it's like unless somebody is specifically assigned to them, it just never gets done, I guess. Yeah, and so the the other teacher, he's just like, well, you know, kid, uh, kids are kids. Kids are kids, you know, and and 
Kanzaki's just like, the world's changing. I don't know what's... Pretty much he has no idea what to, he's going on. Yeah, he doesn't understand kids anymore, and he doesn't understand the, par- the parents. The, the parents. And he's like, uh, the, the phys ed teacher's like, there's a lot I don't understand, like these unidentified yeah, life forms. The, you the know? world is messed up right now. What's that about? <laughs> and what's the deal with uh, airline food, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with airline food? Anyway, so he... Uh, yeah, and then it goes to the opening where it's just like... Yeah, they have like basically one of those conversations. Basically to remind you, oh yeah, this still is Kuga. Yeah, the guy <laughs> walks off, and then the old man's just sitting there thinking to himself, like, huh? And then we have... He's not really old man. He's like in his... F- oh, yeah. He's yeah, like he's in his old 40, man, but... He's like in his yeah. 40s or 50s. Middle-aged. Know? Middle-aged man. Um, And then, yeah, we're back to a Kuga show. We're not watching a, a school drama. No, Well, you might as well for most of this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, And so then it goes to, like... It skips like eight hours. And <laughs> yeah, it goes exactly. Uh, well, six hours. Yep, six hours and twenty-two minutes. Because it's ten forty-four at the pole pole, and we have Godai cooking. I don't know curry. Yeah, I think it's curry. Yeah. Basically, he's preparing the curry for the next day, mm-hmm. and he's really excited. And uh, the um, the guy comes down. I don't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, the owner. I don't remember his name either. Just the the wacky owner. <laughs> uh, he comes down. Uh, and he says something along the lines of. You shouldn't be this far already. There's no way to cook it this quickly. Mm-hmm. And he goes to check it, and it is. And he's just like, well, okay, I guess I'll just let you do it. You got to remember that Yusuke hardly ever works. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> barely ever. So basically, he's, uh, the, the owner says, you seem pretty chipper today. And Yusuke says, well, I have a promise um, uh, coming up the next day. So I got to prepare because, again, I won't be working tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike every other yeah, day. Yeah, every other day. At least this time he says he's not going to work. Yeah. So he's not leaving him out. Yeah. Um, And then it cuts to even later. Yeah, 2.16 a.m. now, and there's a trucker driving on the street. Poor truckers this episode. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so he's driving, and he... There's somebody in the road. There's somebody in the road. He stops, looks over, and it's the rhino guy, who yeah. we learn his name is Zane. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's longer than that, but... We'll Zane Da or something like that. Yeah, yeah. they have... But Zane. Like, Zane. Basically, it's like their middle names are their first names. Yeah. And they have, like, two names in, in between it, and so we just go by the middle name. Yeah. Um, and he's all angry, and he keeps he- the... Yeah, so the guy is, like, you know, sticks his head out the window and is like, get out of the road, you friggin' idiot, and the, the dude's just staring at the muffler of the truck. Yeah, he's all angry at the noise. Because I, I remember episode, I was either one or two when they were introducing all the grungy. And he was, like, in the road, and he was really angry yeah, with all the like, car Yeah, he was, like, he was holding his head and, you know, like, oh, because the noise is so loud. Because I don't, I don't know, are rhinos well known for their hearing? Yeah, I know, I was, <laughs> I was trying to, like, what's the connection there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. rhinos and super sensory location yeah. you know the, the amazing hearing abilities of rhinos legendary yeah. maybe um, that's what makes them so dangerous yes. that's why they're always so aggressive it's like god oh, your footsteps just piss me off <laughs> yeah we figured it out <laughs> um and so he grabs the guy because the guy gets out of the truck and he's all getting up on his face and then um zane grabs him and says gonna be the first you're gonna be the first and then kills him horn murder more yep transforms into the rhino thingy and uh stabs him through and this is the first time that i've actually seen the transformation result in a smaller person yeah usually it's the other way around yeah <laughs> uh and so it kind of doesn't work but it's like at the other point you're you're saying oh yeah they're transforming yeah. It's not like with uh, the common writers where they're getting something put on top of them. Mm-hmm. They're literally transforming into something else. Yeah. So them changing size is already... It's okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's okay this way. It's just this is the first time I've seen the suit actor end up smaller than the... Uh, <laughs> the main, yeah, the, the the main actor. Because the main actor, he's buff. He's pretty... Yeah, he's pretty swole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then he kills him, and then it goes to it's eight fifty three the next so the next morning, and it's, it's the teacher again, and he's at his house. I'm assuming, yeah, with his wife there, and he's he's looking at a bunch of albums from all the years he teached. So I mean, but, and she she comes up, she's like, "You said you were going to clean this up, but you made a bigger mess than yeah. you had before." <laughs> yeah, and she says, "If you if you start looking through albums, you're going to be here all day because he's got a bunch. So he's been teaching for a while. Well, yeah, we've learned he's been teaching for a while, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is like the same thing as like whenever I want to." like organize my my comics or something yeah. like that i'm next thing you know i'm just reading them yeah <laughs> I, I tried organizing my desk the other day and now it's i've got a bunch of sitting there like stacked up because i'm like oh this, i want this to be near me because i intend to read it but that means i have to get rid of the other stuff that's near me that i intend to read <laughs> yeah so it's it's less 
organizing and more pile making. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, our piles, they're 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 organized to us. Yeah. So he is uh he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going through and he he grabs a um like a book. I think it, my understanding of what the book is, it's this little uh flip book where the kids give him uh pictures, I guess. They're like one of those, hey, thanks for teaching, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. he had a really good time. So like if somebody were to f- sign your your yearbook, but kind of for a teacher. So it's not yeah. a yearbook. It's just a little personal. I know when I was, whenever I'd leave like an office that I was working at when I was in Japan, they would give you a little like, like this card that mm. everybody would sign. And it was like a little card and it'd be like, it'd be like a going away card, but it was just big. I, I think I still have one or two of them, but it was just a little thing they would sign and be like, oh yeah, pretty much like that. Uh, thanks for this. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. And so um, he opens it up and then there's like this really colorful thing and we see that it's from Yusuke. Yeah. And there's like a picture of him crying, I'm assuming, because it's, it's like a drawn picture of somebody crying, a young boy. And he says, what you said really touched me, and I promise... I'll keep my promise. I'll keep my promise <laughs> to meet you at uh, March 25th. Yeah, be at the school March 25th, 2000. The classroom. Oh, that's right. He's talking about their actual classroom, March 25th in the year 2000, which we learned was 16 years ago. Yeah. Which is a real random number. It's it was not either like, 16 or 13. It, like, later on, he actually says 16 years ago. and um, 13 years, 6th grade. Wow, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's not uh, it's when he was a sixth grader. When he was a sixth, that grade. we can agree on for yeah. sure. Um, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago that he. Uh, but it's just a real random time. It really is a random time. Like, it's not even like you do decades, right? Yeah, or like t- ten, fifteen, fi- ten, fifteen. Why not a round number? So either one, sixteen or thirteen. It's still a weird yeah. number. It's like why did you pick that? I mean, he. I mean, it's the year two thousand. That's so maybe one that's thing. what he focused on. But March twenty fifth. Yeah, totally ran. Is that maybe the a day graduation he, date? No, maybe, there's no the, way. Maybe the day that he like said that. I don't know. Or maybe that was the day of the promise, or maybe that's when maybe, he quit as a teacher. I don't. But know. Just, what are the school years like in Japan? Like uh, uh, the school years, um, from what I remember, is because the school I taught at didn't have it had American school years, but Japanese school years are they get one month off in August and they get one month off in December. Okay, and that's like the transition. From okay. like till winter, and then uh, the August one is when they go to the next year. I oh, okay. Yeah, so March is so interesting. Maybe that's um, when you got beat up and set on the right course. <laughs> uh, this is probably just when they wanted the episode to take place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they explain why it's March 25th in the next episode, but I don't remember. Anyways, so. Uh, yeah, he, he and then of- he looks at the calendar. And that's like either today or yeah. It, it was, is this day, and yeah. he said, and I love it. He just leaves everything. He gets up, <laughs> yells to his wife, says, "I'm going out for a bit," and then he just leaves all his junk all over the yeah, place. I can only imagine. She's like, "Okay," and then she's like, "Wait a minute," and goes back in there, and Did just this colossal it? mess. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think this is right after she agreed to cook him something too. Like, what did she? She got up to go make him tea or something like that. No, she said, "I'm just gonna go up." She's like, "That's when she was." She said, "If you start looking at that, you're gonna be here till the okay, start." Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then he's, but he had promised to like, yeah, I'll clean everything up. And then he just leaves it all. It's out. <laughs> so we're back to the pole, pole at nine fifteen a.m. So not too much of a time switch. And, and he is, um, he's heading out the door basically. Yeah, he's like, is. okay, well, it show. This is how they show the things, and he rips off. Oh, the, right. The, the calendar, like the little desk calendar thing showing that it's not the 24th anymore. It's the 25th. So it's today. Yeah. And he says, OK, I'm heading out. And the owner's there. He's like, yeah, cool. And he walk. he's walking out. And the girl who we saw from a previous episode. Yeah. But was never explained. Just like there's some old guy that we saw earlier. Yeah. It, it was. Um. Well, it was kind of explained. What it was is that he was watching the news. The owner was watching the news, and he kept getting phone, got a fo- kept getting phone calls, and he was just answering. It's like we're closed, and it's shutting it down. And he gets a call from his niece, and he oh, says, and he hangs well, up on he's it. like, we're not delivering, and he shuts the phone. And she's she's like, she's like, I I, I just arrived, you know, I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm your niece coming in to like hang out with you or something. Right. And uh, he's just like, he's like, oh, I'm watching the news pretty much in the shut. <laughs> and so uh, her name's Nana. She comes in yeah, right he, as uh, Yusuke's leaving. Basically, he bumps into her leaving. Yeah, and he's, he apologizes and walks away, and she's like, 
who's that? Who's that? And he's just like, oh, that's Yusuke. He's my, my employee who sometimes barely works here. Yeah, sometimes barely works here. <laughs> and she's like, he's so cool. He's like, it's like he just... Step no, right out of a manga. This was the part where he, where the owner just makes the joke of, sometimes he goes by such and such Kuga, or sometimes he goes by such and such Kuga, which is the times when, <laughs> whenever Yusuke said Kuga to him, yeah, he, he was says, saying it backwards. He's like Yuga or... Uh, he's like remove. He's not saying Kuga. He's saying Kuga. He's removing the extra U. Right. And so it's like the name of an actress or things like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, so you can tell he's like half listening whenever. Yeah. So he's just like he's kind of weird. And this is what Nana says. He's so cool. It's like he walked out of a manga. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the owner's like, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Probably thinking I'm the cool one. He's not the cool one. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> I went to whatever mountain and. Uh. So then it goes to uh the police station. Mm-hmm. And the police station is basically they're going over. Uh, they're still investigating all this stuff. Yeah. And most of their they're saying they have all these photos up from the scene from the previous episode, and they say it looks like it's just a bunch of trash that they've stolen. Yeah. And uh, Ichijo says, "Well, these two things, which is the counting board and the bracelet." He says, "These are the only two things that appear to be theirs because they're not like just trash that they picked up, and it looks like they're counting something." Basically, just filling you, reminding you of what happened last episode, and then Ichijo gets a phone call, and he's getting he's getting a phone call from like one of his guys back in Nagano. Mm. No, that's late. Oh, this is where they were talking about the restructuring. Right there so we go. Yeah, he wasn't in. Uh, he was like down in the thing, and they just walk by. I I just put the two scenes together. Yeah, it was the same two actors. Well, it was just, a- it was the same two actors in just different locations. Well, the thing about the thing about this episode is they keep switching back and forth between the same locations, and it's like nothing scenes for five ten seconds before switching to another one. So altogether, it's him talking to somebody and then it leaves that spot and then when it comes back it's actually to the point of it which is the evidence so it's but like, it's like him talking to the same person in like a dis- different room in that building yeah that's what i'm saying three it's, hours later yeah. so, <laughs> so that's why it, it confused so he comes back and it's um basically they're saying oh you hear we're reconstructing yeah. the task force and basically saying something about the fact that we're not doing they want to get more experts in yeah, that's Cause, exactly it. Because the task force right now is pretty much just grabbing whoever they can. Mm-hmm. But now that they see it's like a real threat, mm-hmm. they want to bring like more experts in. Yeah, which I'm surprised they haven't done before. How many people have died? Like over a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kuga's taking care of it's it. Like, whatever, Unidentified life from his four. Actually, actually, what most likely has happened is it's just now that the paperwork's gone through. Yeah. Hundreds of people have been dying, and they've just been waiting for bureaucracy to <laughs> right. catch up so that they can get experts so like yeah the 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 yeah the bureaucrats are looking at it and like oh my god this is about as many deaths as like the average earthquake i think we should probably do something yeah <laughs> but this is when uh this was when he says basically what it is is that ichijo is going to be in tokyo for longer because he's doing this he's going to the restructuring is happening and he's going to be part of the restructuring because mm-hmm. he's like the expert yeah um in the fact that he's seemingly he's, the only cop that survived, yeah. so <laughs> he's actually coordinating stuff. He's doing more than the chief is, as far as so. That task but this force. is when the the his guys like, well, it's gonna make your girlfriend back in Nagano cry, and then walks away, and then Ichijo's just like, there's no such person. I don't have one. <laughs> this is like the ninth, tenth time it's been brought up that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Exactly. And then, then it go goes to the lab. So the lab, and is... it's basically recapping the uh, the translation. Yeah, she's had La Sakurako is satisfied with herself for having successfully translated the four like yeah. phrases that gave the hints of the four forms. Right. Yeah. Like it, now that she knows, <laughs> and this is when he gets she gets a call from Jean. Yes, it's been a while. And so he is in Nagano, and he's like doing because he was if you remember he was mm-hmm. sent to Nagano to do more research. of the excavation. I think. Right? Yeah. To the excavation to do like the research because this is a specialty yeah hers is like translation his is like archaeology yeah he just wasn't on the original team for some reason yeah um well she wasn't either yeah well i wonder if they were even they, i mean they were colleagues right she was she was colleagues with those people but was yeah, it more she, of a uh call them over the phone colleagues or directly from the same university colleague well she she attended his funeral but she lives in tokyo yeah so she was there to do something else i guess probably just like ah uh, and so, anyways, she Jean's there, and he's just like, "Thanks for the plums. I'm able to be fine." Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna go out to the um the thing, and she, uh, I'm gonna go out to the site and do some work. And uh, Sakurako's like, "Are you finding everything fine?" He says, "Yeah, my little assistant's helping me out much." And it's Mika, yeah, the the girl, uh, the daughter who 
like we were uh worried we were gonna kill ourselves like 19 times um yeah guess she's all happy now the uh um use case come on come and on and <laughs> she's 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 helping Jin out she yeah, like so now she's not bitter about everything now she's just you know helping him with the research because actually excavation is which is, is funny because it was actually mostly what uh jean said i keep saying Jin, but it's jean mm-hmm. jean said that set her th- off. That set her off because he didn't understand. Yeah, he just had no idea. I mean, he came in, he's like, "Oh, that's so cool," but she's yeah. like, "This is the last thing of my father." Yeah, but now she recognizes that like he's like her hope to like find out more information, mm-hmm. and she, I guess, from the way she said it, she basically just pressured everybody to to let her help. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's, <laughs> my people, dad is dead. Let people, me help. <laughs> yeah, people have died at this excavation. I'm surprised that they would allow a miner there. Well, a a miner with O-R, not E-R. Yeah. (laughs) It's an exhibition site. Of course there's miners. Plenty of miners, (laughs) just not this kind of miner. Yeah. Um, So, basically, uh, Jean is being helped by Mika, and they're the the team that's doing the research, which could probably... um, Yeah, I'm interested in what's going to come of that. Like, because also this... Uh, the other thing that was pointed out here is that Sakurako's finished the translation on what she has. On what she has, yeah. There's probably more. I was yeah. wondering that. I'm like, you think you're done until you get more stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that there's more. She's translated all the stuff she got from the police, but the excavation wasn't finished. Yeah, that, totally not. So, like, there's a whole tombstone with stuff written on it. Yeah, so nobody took a picture. Then, she, then she'll have more to translate. But then we go to another nothing scene. I mean, it's not nothing. It's just one of those scenes where you're just looking at the teacher on the train, looking at the same thing we've already seen which is the letter from godai and him just thoughtfully yeah so basically what was really interesting about the scene is how far he's traveling yeah it's a long way he's because he's going from he, he like he, he does like a couple trains and some butt and a butt a bus to get where he needs to go yeah um and he's taking a train to for this uh and we find out actually multiple train connections not yeah. just one and so basically showing he's going a long ways mm-hmm yeah, he's since moved on from whatever school yeah. he taught uh, Yusuke. And so then... So I guess that makes the scene kind of worth it. It also helps break up some of the other scenes. Yeah, because I mean, there's so much switching through scenes on this one. It's like... Which would be fine, except you decided to arbitrarily write yeah. down every no- every time now. Yeah, so I, I, I set myself up for failure on this episode because, you know... You ever wonder why I didn't bother with it? Yeah. I mean, okay, so it, it came in use this time, though, because we were yeah. able to differentiate the nothing Metro scene with the something Metro scene. Yes. <laughs> Two hours so, later. So then it cuts to... Um, Another truck driver. Yeah, an Ibaraki. So it's like a totally different prefecture. Not like way out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But um, once again, poor trucker, minding his business. He like pulls up to a stop sign and then he like he gets hit. He like the whole truck. Yeah, so he thinks he gets hit by a car or something like anybody but would. But he's in a tunnel. Oh, yeah. So it's like it, he gets out like, oh, what the heck? And then he Comes walks over and there's a big dent. Huge and like, dent. His wall, his back is to the tunnel wall, and there's a huge dent into his truck. Yeah. Which is actually just a CGI CGI (laughs) truck thing. But he's, and then uh, uh, Zane comes out, kills a guy, kills him. (laughs) Um, And then now we're back to the Metro for the evidence part. So Ichijo's talking to the the chief of the task force, and they're going over the evidence that they've got, which is the bracelet and the... uh, the etch sketch And the etch sketch So they had both. I thought they only had one, but I guess they have both. Yeah. Goes, oh, wait, that's right, because they found the other one with a dog, right? I think so. Did they? I don't, no. No, they had... They got that when uh, um, uh, Ichijo shot it off the other guy. Oh, yes, that's right. He got it from the guy, the, the bracelet, and they all... They, okay. Yeah. I so remember I, now. That yeah. was a while ago. That was with the, the Azure Dragon episode, right? Yeah, so he shot... They got that bracelet because he shot it off the guy, and now they have this thing. So they have, like, two quote-unquote artifacts that are the Grongi's artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he gets a call from Nagano, and his, his buddy over there is like, hey, when are you coming back? He's like, uh, it's like, are, is it true you're being transferred? And yeah. he's just like, yeah. yeah. This is where and all he's stuff like, happens. He's like, I, I hoped that you were going to just finish the case and then come back. And she's just like, people are dying, man. Yeah, it's like, chill. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not there to do all of the police you know, forces work on that side. <laughs> yeah. I have to do all the police work in Tokyo. I can't yeah. do all the police work in Tokyo and Nagano. <laughs> so come on, guys. Give me a break. Yeah. Poor fella. So while he's on the phone, this is when the other guy gets a yeah, call. Yeah, the head, sh- uh, head chef. <laughs> the head chef. <laughs> Yeah. The chief of <laughs> chief of the task force gets a call from like the the first first of his uh, squads, I guess. Yeah, basically, gets a call PD that they one. Th- that the uh, twenty two is yeah. what they call him. That uh, Zane's going crazy, and so they're like, "Okay, yeah, he's gotta he's, go." He's Ulf twenty two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unidentified life form. <laughs> 
and then it goes to uh oh Yusuke is on he's yeah, going because it, it switches he's, over it's it's ten forty two a.m. now thankfully I wrote that down because that's totally relevant and he's <laughs> riding his bike to go to the teacher meet do his promise and then he gets the call on the radio from Ichijo saying unidentified life form has been spotted in this prefecture or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he turns around, he's, pulls he's a like, Yui. He's like, okay, fl- flips a Yui. Stops at the first payphone he sees, because those used to be a thing, guys. Uh, there are still payphones in Japan. Oh, in, in Japan? Yeah, yeah. Wow. They're all over the place. You can still buy, like, phone Fair cards enough. and stuff. Fair enough. Um, it's not like Korea where everyone has a cell phone and is expected to have a brand new cell phone every two months or whatever. Well, everybody does have a cell phone, but there's still payphones <laughs> around because they've always had payphones, so that's why they always have payphones. <laughs> just Okay, just don't get rid of them because we've always had them. There was less the last time I was there, but there were still just payphones because there's been payphones. Yeah. That's how Japanese is. It's like, Dude. We've had this, so we're going to keep having this. <laughs> Part of our culture now. Yeah. Um, so where you, else is Superman going to change in Japan? We're more inviting than America <laughs> for Superman. <laughs> Anyways, that would be a hilarious thing. Superman really moves be. to Japan because there's just there's more just no payphones. Phone booth. It's uh, like I can only change in two spots in America. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, nobody knows where the whole the phone booth Superman change thing started. That where it originated? Yeah, because it just like kind of happened. He normally didn't do it, and yeah. then it's like now, but it's, now it's become synonymous with him. As if you go into a phone booth and people just can't see you strip naked. Yeah. I mean, he's quick enough that he can just... Yeah, do, he's gone, but, but anyway, doesn't raise any eyebrows, somebody walking it. Well, anyway, yeah, it's totally different. That's uh, a different that, podcast. That, yeah, a, that's my uh, Superman podcast, which I could probably do that too. But anyways... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so he... Shout out to another podcast if you ever want to do that's called Christ, From Crisis to Crisis. It's a podcast about Superman, and each episode they cover... The comic books that came out in a one month, Superman comic books, month by month. Okay. And so they cover the comic books that came out then. And this, it started, it's called From Crisis to Crisis, from uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths, where they rebooted Superman all the way up until uh, Final Crisis, where they kind of rebooted him again. Uh-huh. So it's like it's this whole thing. And they, every episode, each episode is the comic books that came out during that month. And during the late 80s, early 90s, there was actually a triangle on the covers of each Superman comic book telling you the reading order to read them. Oh. So it'd be like, this was, and it would be like, this is um, 98's comic book, and this is ish- this is Superman issue. It's like a little, tr- little triangle. It had like, it would have ni- 1998 written really qu- uh, small, and it would be like 21. So you want to read that after 20. Right. And then it would go all the way through, because there was a co- Superman comic each mo- each week for the whole, whole year. Mm. So it would be like 52, it would go through 52 of them, and then it would like 1991. And gotcha. so then you can have, and they had this whole continuity, even though they were written by different authors, each of the series was written by different authors, written by different authors, they had like this through. It was pretty cool. Anyways, Crisis Crisis, great podcast. So, um, oh, so yeah, he pulls a Yui, he gets on the first payphone he sees, he calls Sakurako, and he's like, look, I need you to help me out here. Uh, you got to go meet this guy, uh, grab yeah. a pen and paper. And uh, write this down. He's he's at. I need you to go in my place. Um. Uh. Meet this teacher. He's a great guy. I I have an unidentified life form. People are dying, but I got to keep my promise. Yeah. I need <laughs> you to go. I don't know what he wants her to say. It basically over saying that, that like he's like I want you to go and make sure that he knows I haven't forgot. Right. Basically. And I think that's the big deal. Um. And so uh, this is when I don't know if you caught this. The school is the Tachibana school. Tachibana school. Oh, oh, yeah. So is that a callback to? Yeah, yeah. It's Tachibana. You know, I, I was thinking that um, after we watched the last episode of friggin' uh, seventy one, Common Rider seventy one. Yeah. After we watched the priest robes, and that episode looked exactly like the priest robes from the uh, bad episode of Kuga. But I didn't want to say anything because I was thinking, what if that's just how priests look in Japan? Like, Maybe. I, but I, I was wondering if it was also a callback, perhaps. Yeah. So. Uh, You'll see a lot in Common Rider. They use the term Tachibana. They'll use the name Tachibana a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, there's several characters in Silver Series called Tachibana. There's, okay. There's a teacher in. Uh, I think there's a teacher in. What was I? No, there's a character in Blade named Tachibana, who's the same actor who plays a character in Fose. That's where I got confused. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, see, I can see how that gets a little This is confusing. the perfect time to mention the fact that we were watching just a clip of oh, a random show. Oh, this is great. This is great. We're watching a clip of a, just a random <laughs> show, uh, a random Japanese show, and every time we watch, like, a car- commercial or something, and there's a common Rider actor, I'll point it out to yeah, you. Yeah. So like, was, that's a common Rider show. So we're watching just, a, like, a random totally YouTube random. clip of, like, a show to see, like, oh, maybe I'll watch this show. And here, like, 
is that a common rider? And I'm like, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, no. And then yeah. like 30 seconds into the clip, I'm like, wait a minute, I know that guy. <laughs> Actually, he is a common rider. And then I look it up and they're like, oh no, he was the main actor in Kiva. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was making a joke because it was the last four times we watched anything Japanese. He's like, oh, that's a common rider. Oh, it's a common rider. So this one, I'm like, I, I break in, you know, I cut in there and I'm like, is that a common rider? And, and he's just like, nah, and we're, we're laughing about how funny it would be if he was one. And then you're like, and then he's I, like, I, I start hearing his voice. I'm like, I recognize that voice. Wait a minute, that guy looks familiar. I think he is a common writer. And I look it up and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the first common writer I've ever seen. That was the show for the first common writer I've ever watched. Yeah. And but his, he looks a lot different. So much different. In his defense, he's he's older now, but his hair was like right now it's slicked back in black and Yeah, in the like, show he was playing like a a, a tight lipped like cop. Yeah. And this one he's in Kiva, I guess he's really shaggy haired, blonde or Reddish, it's, brown, it's, ble- it, it's it's like a lighter color it's like a it's like the artificial brown color right yeah, uh, yeah. and he was like kind of punkish in that but anyways yeah. uh and it was 10 years before the other show mm-hmm. so um i mean that 10 years sometimes doesn't matter much but it's like the difference between 18 and 28 for this actor <laughs> right so <laughs> yeah he's now a man yeah anyways but yeah it was funny we're just like oh yeah so there's a lot of uh Commoners really in the society where people don't even know it. Yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's the Tachibana school. Yeah. Oh, so um, yeah, that's interesting. By the way, back to that bit. So is it a callback to that? Like it's the the hello world of yeah. Tachibana is less like all sorts of things. Okay. Yeah. Because Tachibana, um, it's not really like a, a spoiler, but Tachibana is not just in seventy one. He's also in like V three. Okay. And a few others. And so he, he's he, like your your uh, branching character before they decided to go all Final Fantasy with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and so you might even say he's like the Sid now because he's like in everything, but just like different now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Tachibana is like a really well known name. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but usually in Commodore when they use Tachibana. Like, oh, this got Tachibana in there. This is, we have, you don't have a name, just use Tachibana. Yeah. It's a nice it, person X. Yeah. So, so back to this show. <laughs> back he, to this show. He finishes his call with Sakurako. He hops on the, the uh, bike, and they're like, he the unidentified life form is in Sukuba or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so he's headed that direction. And then it goes to um, just two, obviously grungy, because yeah. now you can just pick them out from a crowd oh, yeah. because of the way they dress, the tattoo on their face, and Some just mostly and all, black lips or something. And also like that. just the way they walk and handle themselves. Sure. The, the the physical acting of the actors who play the grungy are really good at like acting like they're superior, but also not like they're human. Yeah, like just the way they walk and talk. It's just like okay. This scene was pretty cool though because uh, I didn't even realize they were speaking Japanese. Until they spoke, uh, <laughs> they spoke Grongi for a little bit of it, and then they spoke Japanese for the end of it, or in the, what they say, Linto. Linto. But uh, so, anyways, what's happening in the scene is that the uh, two of the Grongi that we're not really familiar with, yeah, new, newish yeah, Grongi, newish Grongi, they bump into each other, and he's like, uh, the whatever the, Zane, Zane, Zane is out there doing, doing his, his own thing. thing. He's he's basically he's breaking the rules of the game. He's just killing people without having his his turn he doesn't have a bracelet he's just killing people because he's pissed yeah he's pissed off and the the chick responds with well it's not gonna be much of a problem yeah i guess and that's when we have um rose and bat yeah rose and the bat walk up a bat always taking the umbrella because he's still sensitive to sun and (laughs) then rose is like in charge yeah Um, so the the guy that was just talking about the rhino runs up and he's like hey is it my turn yet can i go can i go She's it's like, no, no. <laughs> and because they're just in like an underpass and just people are walking by. They're just like talking and people are just walking yeah. by. They don't care. And uh, the bat kind of like gets upset that there's people there and, and says he, something in Grungy. And Rosa says, when we're here, when we're in public, we talk the Linto language. <laughs> right. Because why? Yeah, because why? <laughs> I know a, why. This is a new rule. I, didn't know I, I know thing. why. It's because they want to like. Blend in. Uh, when the show was originally airing, they wanted to slowly allow you to understand what they were saying. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that's how it is. It's been happening. Is they? It also shows that they're intelligent enough to like learn the language as they're going. Right. And they and so they start to, uh, from that point on. They were talking Japanese. Yeah. The subtitles just are inverse. Whenever they're talking Linto, it's black with white outlines. When when it's Japanese being translated, it's it's uh, white with black outlines. Right. Yeah. And uh, Rose basically says, nope, we're not, it's not now. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why not? And she's just like, I don't have to tell you Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, you don't need to know. Basically, I think what it is is basically like uh, the connotation is that like even though Zane is off doing his own thing, she doesn't want to have two going at the same time. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, even if he's not, if, even if it's not his turn. If, even if it's like an illegal turn, she doesn't want to have two turns going at the same time. Yeah. 
so the thing about this is uh, when we first started this series, we were looking for differences between time periods, right? Like, yeah. so this is 2000. It's pretty far ago. It doesn't seem like it, uh, but... 20 years ago. Yeah, but 20 years is a long time. If this scene was shot today, there would be nobody just walking by these weirdos. Like, everybody's going to be whipping out their phones and taking pictures. And yeah, like, yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah. There's your next TikTok, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at this guy. Um, so, uh, so then it goes to... Uh, another train, the train station. It's yeah. another train station. Um, so this is this is a cool little like scene where he's he's in Tokyo doing a transfer and he gets into a train and he sits down and at the same time it's Sakuraka running up the stairs to catch the same train. Yeah, right as it's closing, she jumps and she in just there. jumps in. And she's like, ah, oh. and it. so she's in the same car as the teacher that she doesn't know this is the guy she's going to. Yeah, go she meet. has no idea. This is the kind of cool like little thing, and um, it goes back to uh. After that scene, they, it goes to uh, I want to say Ibaraki, whatever. It's the the Rhino Zane is surrounded by cops. Well, like um, it what it also does it. There's all these. There's also like a, a quick scene of uh, Godai just driving his motorcycle. Oh right, yeah. Basically showing that there's um, they want to draw the parallel travel between mm-hmm. uh, the teacher and Yusuke. Yeah, and also uh, Zane's doing a lot of traveling too because he's yeah. just. He's all, all over the place. place, but yeah, and then it's because uh, there's also a lot of um, Yusuke getting phone co- uh, uh, radio messages of yeah. where it things are. Yeah, because they're trying to locate this unidentified life form, and um, that's when they finally have him surrounded, uh, and he like you know stretches his neck out because he's a big burly dude. And I, I thought he was going to start charging him with the way that he you know he got himself pumped up and starts to, but then he just slowly walks, and I, it really threw me for a loop. And then it cuts to uh, Ichijo and the and the chief or whatever in mm-hmm. the car. I don't know if he's the chief or he's just like the head of the task force. I don't know. I don't even know if he's above uh, 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 yeah, Ichijo because Ichijo acts like he's in charge all the time, right. and everybody just lets that happen. Well, that's why I'm saying chief of the task force. I don't know if he's necessarily chief of police, but uh, he might be the head of the task force. Yeah, head of the task force, yeah, uh, which would keep us from like the chief of police be uh-huh. here. But um, and probably the only reason he's the head of task force is because he's got seniority because he's yeah. a bit older than guaranteed. Than, than, Plus, uh, it'd be kind of weird for somebody to come over from another prefecture and take over an entire and, thing. Um. They, they, the only reason that Ichijo is still on the task force after he gave away their bike <laughs> is because he's that good. Yeah, he's that. Damn so, good. but he's not allowed to be in charge no. because he is kind of a rebel at some point. Yeah, he's he's definitely the uh, Han Solo of the he's, police force. What, he's, he's the Murdoch. <laughs> Fair enough. The Murdoch of uh, from a Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. But um, so good. Yeah, and so um. Yeah, we so see over the we hear over the radio basically we hear them all being taken out but we don't see them being taken out. Yeah, he's like, hey, he's here. Oh, no. And that's when Ichijo and and the head come in and they find all these dead cops, yeah, corpses everywhere. There's only one guy half alive. And Ichijo runs up to him and he says, "He went this way, pretty much," and then dies. Yeah, just long enough to find out that he's headed whatever direction he's headed. And then uh, uh, goes back to Yusuke on the motorcycle and he gets the update of where he's headed. This made me realize something at this point. It's been happening the whole episode. Yeah. Um, He's just announcing over the radio Yusuke's full name. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Yusuke. Go to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> go to Yusuke. Go to blah, blah, blah. Go to Yusuke. Go to blah, blah, blah. Anybody can hear police radio bands. <laughs> yeah. It's a way to give away his secret identity, <laughs> yeah. although he's not trying he's, to hide he it either. He doesn't care. But <laughs> he calls himself Kugal. But it's like. The the people who are angry that him giving the bike, they just know who he is now. Yeah, <laughs> if it's not like tries. it's a secret. But it's like, go to Ayusuke, go here. Go to Ayusuke, <laughs> go here. Go to Ayusuke. <laughs> it's just his full name. Not I didn't even, even like, realize not that. Not even but... like just Yusuke because yeah. it's got maybe a common name or Godai, it's the last name. Or full name. He could even just say Kuga. Yeah, Kuga, go here. Number four, go yeah, here. Gumber, yeah, it's... <laughs> go to Ayusuke. Go to Ayusuke. Like at least three times. Yeah, for over sure. Over the air. Just this episode. This is episode. Go to Ayusuke. <laughs> so you see him switch to head towards wherever the thing was. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Taito or maybe. And then it goes back to um, Zane chasing after, I don't know, he's just wanton slaughter and destruction. What I like about the scene is... Uh, Basically, whenever any Japanese person is scared in, in television, they have this thing where they can't use their legs. Yeah, they fall down and they're like trying to back. And normally, it's only one, maybe two people that have this, but this is like seven people. You see one fall and he starts scooting backwards, and the next one comes on camera and falls down and starts scooting backward. And it's just like this wacky thing where there's seven guys just like so. It's like this swimming train, on the dirt. It's, it's like a train station. Yeah. Um, 
And one guy tries to get into a car and drive off, which Zane hates. Yeah, cars. he made the horrible mistake. You started the truck and you're going down. So bud. Zane grabs him and then like he, he's about ready to kill him. And then Godai comes in. Yep, does a little bike attack, kind of clips. Which his leg. if this was '71, that guy just would have blown up. Oh yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, but obviously Godai's not as good as strong as Ichijo. So we can uh, at, at the very least we can say that Zane is stronger than Jabekendor. Yeah, and uh, so he does the bike hit, but. I don't want. Uh, I want everybody to know the fact that all of this Zane has been doing this in his human form the entire time. Yes, yeah. He's the just the one time that he killed somebody was the very first one he killed was with this horn. Yeah, and everyone after that has been uh, regularly I, murdered. He might At transform least. back and forth that we've seen. Right, but we mostly only see him in his human yep. form. Yeah, which is actually more intimidating than his monster form for sure. <laughs> so. Uh, he gets up, and then Kuga... Tries to bike attack him again, I think. Yeah, and then he just and punches him off the bike. This is my favorite scene in this entire episode. This is... I'm just going to say it right now. This is my Sugoi. <laughs> the reason why is because you, every single time Yusuke shows up, he's got the cool Kuga intro music. The theme's going... Yeah. And <laughs> so this music's going on, and he just gets punched off the bike, and the music stops. Yeah. It's like the theme song cut is short. <laughs> yeah. And then what's is great is it's one of those things that you hate. He Kodai keeps trying to transform, and Zane just keeps on grabbing him and punching him and throwing oh, yeah. him. See, he's just him, turns- <laughs> thrashing him, and so it's a untransformed fight. And he says to him after he punches him off the bike, "You will be number thirty-five." Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is his first kill was at two sixteen a.m. and it is now twelve forty-six. And remember, he doesn't fly. He doesn't, he doesn't jump like nothing. any other people. He just walks around, yeah. not very fast even. No. And just kills a bunch. It just kills. And he seems to be only kill people with trucks. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, at least ten of those were the cops that just happened. Yeah. What we don't understand is, even though his the the death count isn't so high, the damage of the infrastructure of Japan is yeah. is massive. He's yeah. done more damage than either of them because <laughs> you, you kill one trucker and you're already missing out like on entire stores worth of goods. But he's probably killed like twelve truckers. Yeah. So um so it's like all the food in the area just done. It's he gets him into a headlock. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's he a, starts it, trying to pop his head off. Yeah, yeah, and then it cuts to um the train station. Yep. Uh it's 46. This this one I noticed because it's um it's uh 12:46. Uh-huh. In the, in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Um and the uh they're basically, they just get off so their train. So both of them, the, the Sensei and Sakurako, they both get off the train just following each other. Sensei's in front. And they go up to um, the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And Sakurako also goes up to the bus stop. And they're looking at the timetable, seeing where the next bus is coming. And so what it shows is that a bus came in at 1245. Mm-hmm. So not just one minute, because it takes a minute or so. So like two minutes ago, the bus left. And the next bus does come to 1.40. Yep. So they have almost an hour till the next bus comes. And it, it when they're looking at the thing, they point they point to the same time and realize they're going to the same place. Yeah. But they don't say anything. They just kind of nod, because in Japan, you don't uh, Small talk, interact yeah. with people you don't know. Like, in America, I'll have full conversations with people in the store because mm-hmm. we're just looking at the same product. Yeah. Never know each other's name and just move off. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> in Japan, it's very quiet in stores because mm-hmm. nobody is talking who doesn't know each other. Right. I mean, with our line of work, though, it's really easy for us to have, like, hear somebody's entire yeah, life story. Yeah, we're in story. customer service, so we, we get we get entitled people's customers, uh, like, life story without even knowing their first name. Yeah, exactly. Um, Never met the guy before in my life. So, uh... The sensei he goes to um, like a, a small restaurant, uh, a small restaurant. On Seems to like the side. Serve... So like I'm get, if I'm gonna just sit, he, he says he's gonna go in there and grab some tea, pretty much. He's yeah, they like, serve tea and soup. And he's just like, if I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just stand on, sit on the bench for an hour. Yeah. Don't, don't even, I don't even have Candy Crush on my phone. This is 2000. <laughs> Poor fella. <laughs> so uh, he Those goes into dark the store, days. and um, he's getting served tea, and this is where we kind of hear the whole like drama part of it mm-hmm. the very dramary part of it yeah where, he's just staring at his tea and he's talking about how he he's he's asking her it's just like there's not very many buses and she's like well there's not that many people around this area and she's like did you just live here he's like no but i used to i used to work in this area yeah because he, he said there's not many, as many buses as there used to be yeah and yeah. she says oh and he's like i'm gonna go meet a stu- my student and this is where it's like thirteen or fourteen, uh, sixteen. We're not sure if it's thirteen or sixteen, but it was the sixth I think grade. It, I think it's. I think it was sixth grade and thirteen years ago, and I just put them together. But um, but so yeah, thirteen years ago. If it was thirteen years ago, that would put it in eighty seven. Eighty seven, yeah. <laughs> 
What Common Rider was 87? Was that the lull? I think so. I think that was the break. No, 89 was the break. Oh, okay. I was wondering if maybe that's they picked that time because... <laughs> that would be interesting. We'll come back in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But anyways, um, so... Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was when uh, Black, the first one, ended, and they're not counting the second one. <laughs> they're not counting RX. <laughs> they're just like... <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Um, anyways, uh, so... Uh, Basically, you can see that now... No, I think what it is is that... Um, that would be the last year of elementary school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And because he's an elementary school teacher. Right. That's why they worked it backwards that way. Okay, yeah. So, um, uh, and he's basically saying, like, I'm going to go meet my student. Yes. And if he's not there, I'm going to quit being a teacher. Yeah. Basically, he has no, like, from, like, various things that have been happening. I think this has been building for a long time. Is yeah. He's got, he doesn't think he's doing any good as a teacher. Yeah, he doesn't have any faith in his job anymore. Yeah, he doesn't think he's helping the kids. He's he not connecting. Think, yeah, so. So and then just like every other uh, typical typical Japanese drama, you got to bet it all on on the protagonist. Yeah, got to bet it on this one thing. This one thing. If my student from 13 years ago doesn't show up, I'm going to quit my 30 year career. <laughs> I don't know if it's 30 years. Probably yeah, at least 20. At least probably 20 at this point. Yeah. Um. What I've been. What I went. What I spent nine years going to school for. 13 years. <laughs> this one guy who I haven't seen in 13 years doesn't show up on this particular day and time. I quit. <laughs> anyway, so um, we go back to the fight. I think after that, right? Yeah, it goes back to the fight. And it's a pretty good fight. It because is. I was. I actually made a note about how there's much better choreography in this untransformed fight than there was in the transformed fight. Oh, for the sure. Last episode. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, it's got some pretty cool camera angles, and then uh, finally, uh, so basically, you, Zane is throwing Yusuke around. Yusuke yeah. really has nothing to say about it. Um, he finally gets Zane to like tramp. Uh, to like yeah, he gets thrown up against the chain link fence, and he's sitting there. The guy does a charge attack he, in his untransformed form. He, bo- he uses a bull maneuver, and he dies out of the way yeah so he goes flying through the chain link which fence. gives him which gives him time enough to transform full transformation Henshin. and then uh zane comes down he's like oh you're kuga he, yeah i think he didn't even know it was kuga no he didn't. He was and just he's just like he's like ass. and i could do that too and then he transforms yeah and then the fight gets he just charges the whole time for the most part um, um until it was almost a better fight before the transformation yeah it almost was i mean at first i was starting to get disappointed with it but then Kuga grabs his horn, and that's when it gets interesting. He picks him up, or sorry, uh, Zane picks up Kuga and chucks him like I don't know, forty feet in the air against a silo. <laughs> yeah, and so then it becomes then it's it's really showing that not only is like him un, uh, Zane untransformed stronger than Godai, uh, his transfer his is like Rhino Grungi form is more powerful than Mighty form than Mighty. Yeah, and so um, they're all uh, so he yeah he's. He charges Yusuke. Yusuke kind of like grabs him, but uh, Zane just grabs Yusuke. Yeah, puts him over his head. Picks him up, and then I was expecting. Okay, I was expecting him to just spike him. Yeah, just spike him on his head right there. But he he says, "Oh, now it's done." Chucks him in the air. Got to get that extra oof on it. <laughs> yeah, so he throws him up like ten feet. I feel like again though he would probably be able to get more power by pulling him yeah. down. But that's okay. It's so, more dramatic um, this way. Then it cuts to like Kuga's head, and it like it's like. You hear the sound effect of stabbing and him going, oh, yeah. and that's what it ends. Yeah, because you can see him coming down on the horn, but so you don't, we don't see know it, like, it's like stabbed. If he like grabbed the horn or whatever, or I, they want us to believe that he's been stabbed. That's definitely the way. That's that the cliffhanger ending. Yeah, and so I mean, the thing is, is like he could be stabbed because that, that's how the show goes. Yeah, um, but that's the end of the episode. Like, yeah. and the to be continued is a two part thing. So, like, there's a lot that happened in this episode. Yeah, I, I liked it. But uh, a lot of it was, like, growing the uh, the show of Kuga, unlike, like, some episodes where it was just a bunch of fighting. Mm-hmm. The fighting only happened, like, at the end. Yeah, yeah, and it was not for a very long time either. No. So. It's, it, it was like, well, we, it's a Kamen Rider show. We need to have him transform to Kamen Rider every episode. Right. And so he transforms. We don't have to, like, that's something that happens in pretty much all of them, is that there's no episode that without, a think transformation. Of, without a transformation. Yeah. Um, at, like, some point. I mean, they, they might not win, they might fight in the middle, but they might even lose mm-hmm. in the middle of the fight, but at least there's some, yeah, something of the transformation. Uh, so, yeah. So now we have to think, then that's the end of the episode, it's a two-part episode, we have to figure out, is Yusuke going to be able to, to meet this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, obviously he's got to, right? I mean, not necessarily, he could lose and then have a more interesting, but I don't know, I don't think they're going to have this character stick around. Uh, so now, 
So my Sugoi. You already you already did that, but we'll we'll get yeah. to it. When we, you know, but what is your suck first? I always like to do the bad first. Yeah, suck first. So my suck is um, and this is my own fault, and that's how many times I change scene. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to list this down in a way that I, you know I can bring it up later. But it it was like every 15, 20 seconds. So this basically all my notes is me trying to like very quickly write stuff down and the timestamp, <laughs> and then like two or three words of what happened before the next timestamp. <laughs> yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have that problem because I'm like whatever. Okay. And so the only <laughs> the only actual issue i see with it is we end up with a lot of filler scenes that i feel like could be okay granted if they did have all of the scenes back to back it would not feel as urgent when we get to the chase part of the episode if there was no time stamps i would almost think that the show would flow better at this point yeah kind of sort of it's just because it's like there's times when um for example the call from gene it's like we already know that it's sakurako's there at like 10 20 i'm not looking at the actual timestamp. but then it he calls within that scene they show you the timestamp, and it's been like 30 seconds yeah so because they're changing positions yeah, different so different place so like John. i almost think some parts the timestamps were taking away from it like every time mm-hmm. uh they're showing yusuke driving they add a timestamp, which i think almost takes away from the urgency because you then know actually how long it's been. Yeah, because, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Sometimes it's really nice for the kill count or like when they're doing the, the investigation stuff at the Metro. Yeah. But for example, that that phone call, the reason why I don't think the timestamp was necessary is because he even says, yeah, the excavation here at Nagano, blah, blah, blah. So he says his location and yeah. you know it's the same time. Yeah. But then like you're saying, the, for example, um, when he just first gets the call after he's, he's going towards the teacher, he gets the call for the unidentified life form, turns around, you know, he hooks the UED go to the payphone. It was a 16 minute time difference between that scene and the payphone. Yeah. So it makes it look less uh, urgent. Urgent. Again, yeah. Because that's a whole long time. But yeah. Before deciding, hey, maybe I should hit a payphone. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it works out sometimes. It doesn't work out sometimes. That's the format of everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, it's like... Because I, I praised this before. I, I praised the timestamp. Yeah, because it adds... Some, sometimes it adds, like, a a um a feeling to it that we wouldn't have without it. But sometimes yeah. it takes away from the feeling of the... I don't know how far away he is. I don't know how long he's been driving. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, these things. Yeah. But when you have those timestamps, you know those things. Yeah. And... You don't have those timestamps in real life. No. You have, oh, I looked at my watch a while ago, and it was 15, It was like this time. Yeah. Could have been a while ago. could be 15 minutes ago or 45 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, and truthfully, honestly, this isn't even necessarily a suck so much as we have to have one. And I didn't think the episode sucked. There was nothing really in it that I could nitpick or that I you know, was morally against or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was really just, it was a good episode. The only thing that annoyed me was a... Uh, Basically, is a punishment of my own design. Yeah, because the t- your notes. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, what was the timestamp? Pause it, pause it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, so, trying to think of a sack for this episode. It's, it's tough. It's a good episode. Yeah, but I do think that it was the result of us even recapping it. There were some scenes that could have been put together. Yes. Yeah, so, like, the Metro, for sure. Yeah, well, like, those two police scenes, those could have been, like, one scene. Yep. Um, and like they could have just reordered some scenes mm-hmm. so that to show the break. Yep. Um. So yeah, there was like some, just like it. Some some scenes felt it, like it filler. felt. Yeah. It, it, like well, this was one scene, but let's split into two scenes so we can have more scene transitions to feel like there's more happening. Mm-hmm. So the editing made it feel more frantic than mm-hmm. it was, and that might have been what they were going for. But it I thought it kind of take took away from some parts of the some story. Scenes, yeah. Like, like the thought, the teacher, teacher thoughtfully looking at his letter, yeah, two times or three times. At, at a certain point, it's just like, can we put one of those scenes together with another one, just two times? Well, like instead of the three times, I we're, we're talking about the the police scene, the met the metropolitan police uh-huh. thing. I think it actually took away from it by splitting those into two because it made it feel more like a frantic back to back pace. Yeah, and I think the pace would have been better if it was just like. During that scene, it's just Ichijo and the guy, and they're just they're kind of chilly talking about the case, and, and then, then it kicks them to high gear because yeah. another Grongi is attacking. Yeah, since the whole episode was like that, it made the part that needed to be exciting not uh, as exciting. Just like, oh, this is the same as the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah. For and, the little stuff like the pole pole and all that, that could have all been like, ah, chill. And relaxed. they also kind of like the whole sh- episode was like, is Yusuke going to make the promise, right? Mm-hmm. But they started that 
feeling of it. Is Yusuke going to make the promise before there was actually anything going on that would stop him from making it? Right. Exactly. They cut. I think it was like they cut to him driving on the road. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, is he going to make it? I'm like, he's on his way. It's yeah, no it's big like, deal. Chill, relax. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, damn. <laughs> so it was like the frantic pace that they wanted for the later half of the episode. They had it through the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And I think the timestamps added to that. Yeah, for sure. If it was just like, oh, yeah, he's on the road. Yeah. No so it's a two-edged, two-edged blade. Yeah. So then you're Sugoi. Yeah, definitely getting punched out of the theme music. <laughs> you got to really appreciate getting punched out of the theme music because that's, that's like a fourth wall meta thing. Like they're aware that, the, <laughs> that this is his uh, I've arrived and I'm ready to kick your ass scene. And then, no, you're getting punched out. You're like, bike. oh, yeah, he's got the music. He's going to win. And then he's like, oh, no. Because yeah, every other bike attack has led to him just being, you know, getting the upper hand from the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets a good flurry of blows in, and then usually the tides turn. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, no, it was just, you got one good attack in, the guy got up, like, okay, so you tripped me when I wasn't looking. <laughs> now it's my turn. Bam. Um, my Segoy is the same thing that I like about a lot, that's probably the same thing that was about the past couple of episodes of Double, is that it's it's like going more into the grungy. Yeah. And like, there's more of the political thing, and it's like, Rose, she's like, she's in charge. That's the end of it. Yep. And uh, we didn't say that that, like, but the one guy who's like, oh, it's my turn next, and he was told, no, he got angry. Yeah, he's he like, what? <laughs> and so, Why? but when he walked away, he's like. <laughs> and then also we didn't put the, explain the detail that when the bat, he was starting to talk to the other guy as if he was an underling. Because the other guy was asking why, and then the bat was going to come out to explain to him, not explain for him, you know? <laughs> so, well, this is why, and then that's when he gets cut off by this, the actual <laughs> yeah. leader, like, no. I'm telling you, it's a Scar- Starscream situation. He's, yeah. like, uh, second in command, but really wants to be first in command, and yep. so he's just, like... <laughs> yeah, you can definitely tell he wants a status. And then everybody else sees him as the lowest rung, not even second in command. Yeah, he's not even... <laughs> yeah, he's, like, the bottom feeder, and he, he wants to be head honcho. Yeah. And he's, like, failed every mission that we've seen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who did he successfully attack? An old man, priest, and uh, an old lady and her kid. Yeah, he attacked a lady in a parking lot once. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the very opening scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So now we have to look at the rider rankings. Mm-hmm. So right now, Kuga is five out of six. Five out of six, yeah. I, I'm, see, I'm not necessarily prepared to bump him up this episode. I'm thinking next episode. Yeah, because the buff is the build up. Yeah, because next, uh, right above him is Valkyrie. Yeah. And like, I don't think he's it. got, he's, he, he's not above Valkyrie. No, not right now. Not after the last episode. Yeah. Or the episode before that, I mean. Uh, the next episode is pretty good, I remember. But like, this is, this shows more promise for Yusuke mm-hmm. as a character than what we've seen in the previous episodes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that he's, uh, something about his past went on, you know, it's it's got me intrigued, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's changed or done anything interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a good build-up episode. This shows how his person, like, he hasn't changed his personality at all or anything like that, Mm-mm. but what this shows is that sometimes the personality he has can actually be a merit instead of a demerit, which right. it has been. Yeah. It, it can actually improve his character yeah. without... It's it's a cool thing because it's like his same character, his same personality is improving his character rather than lowering his character like it has been. Yeah, because it's uh it's applied to the right thing. Yeah, like his his zeal to be punctual on a promise that he's held for thirteen years. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good because most people are like, oh, they probably it, don't remember. I'm and it's very Yusuke. Yeah, for sure. And so you can totally see it. You're like, yeah, he's gonna remember to do that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it, but, yeah, so the next episode will be the one where, like, we really dis- determine if he's better or worse mm-hmm. for th- or the same. No, I have to give him credit. I, I don't even remember my birthday half the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, let, him all, let alone my birthday, anybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine something that's not even uh, annually, you know, brought up. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to remember in 13 years at a random date. So for, so at a random year, at a random date. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I guarantee you, March 28th, it's like, man, I could have swore there was something I had to do. <laughs> and then you find out, like, on the news, some teacher hung himself or something. And it's like, oh, oh that's was... what I was supposed to do. My bad. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> so, yeah, the writer ranking is Kuga is still at five, but with promise to. Oh, cool. Promise. Um, that's the name of the episode. A promise to be better. Yeah. So the next episode of Kuga is like a weird title. I don't think you'd ever have guessed it. It's teacher <laughs> uh, classic and it's yeah because a two it's a two kanji theme right yes yeah so sensei, sensei. Yeah. yeah uh i know that one yeah. <laughs> i know a name uh so the next episode of our podcast will be an episode of double which will be the first part of a two-parter 
And yeah, this is the one where like I told you the title and you had no idea and like you won't really know. It is Revenge V. Revenge V. The Revenge V, but a, a Japanese doesn't have definitives. Um, infected car. Infected car. Yeah. I think I guessed one. It was like virus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go. Oh, what, how many V words do we have though? It's not really three. Any I shouldn't pat myself on the back for that. There's three on this one. Um. So yeah, that's the next episode of our sh- uh, the double. And I remember this one, and I remember it being kind of uh, weird. 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 Yeah. But not like to Heaven's Tornado weird. Or no, Heaven's Tornado is not weird. Heaven's Tornado was bad. <laughs> um, there's a difference. Call uh, it what it is. Yeah. Heaven's Tornado was a nightmare. <laughs> it's my nightmare. I really think it was just because it was written by a different guy who mm. had no idea about the show. Um, <laughs> and I really do think it was the first episode recorded. It felt like it. I feel like I might be tired. We're, we're done with this uh, this year's worth of Common Rider. Next year, I want to bring up Heaven's Tornado. Oh yeah, <laughs> there'll be there'll be a there'll be a Heaven's Tornado moment. Um, what we're gonna be like is this the Heaven's Tornado of Kivo, or is this the Heaven's Tornado of of V three or? What's like? It's amazing when like bad things are done. And then we look at like seventy one, where bad things actually happen every and, episode, and, and like they make it better. Yeah, like, like the main actor broke his leg, so they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna have to make the yeah, show." Yeah, suddenly, uh, Jipicondor's in the seat next to him. <laughs> yeah, that was and <laughs> the face is just like looking off in the distance with this like horribly done mask. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, uh, it was great. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> any other thoughts about uh, what do you think uh about Sensei teacher? Um. I I feel like it'd be more dramatic if Yusuke doesn't show up for a very long time and it's like sundown and the teacher's like, and he starts to leave. And that's when Yusuke shows up. That's my only prediction. And that's based on typical Japanese drama plot, especially school that's drama. That's just a, j- j- drama plot. That's just, that's just drama in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's my only prediction. As far as the fight goes, um, I don't know. Like, how do you not get stabbed in that situation? I feel like it'd be interesting if you did get stabbed and then you find out his super healing is working better than it was before because it was like, what, two days for crushed organs or something <laughs> yeah, like that? Yeah, it was like, yeah. So yeah, some ridiculous thing that happened to him. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I remember, and it's pretty cool. So, but our next episode will be double, episode 11, and we will see you then. And that's going to do it for us today. Riding Through the Ages is a production of Fanboy Opinion. If you want to find out more information, you can look it up at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. If you have any questions or comments or anything you want to ask us about, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. Please don't forget to rate and review us on the podcatcher of your choice. My name is Eric. And I'm Eugene. Join us on our next time as we go through another age of Common Rider.